Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theatre nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was in part made possible by the Alumni Association of the University of Windsor, so big thanks to them. You can go check out their opportunities for funding, their benefits, their services, and more, all on their website at www.uwindsor.ca alumni. My name is Avery Malosh, and I'll be your Dungeon Master for tonight's session of Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club has the Ritual of Destruction and is now in pursuit of the next Kyber Shard. They traveled west toward Giriad's home city of Ildichester, which lies on the edge of the Fortif Mountains. Along the way, they stopped in Cladridge, where Lena and her sister Leanne had a conversation about the demon that resides in her, which unfortunately did not go well. Pressing on from there, they traveled across the country, finally reaching the base of the Fortith Mountains. Suddenly, Verna received a message from Mistra, and explained that she had to depart from the group to head north toward Vokendale, where she had urgent business to attend to. After that, our group, under Giriad's guidance, headed into the mountain and began navigating the Underdark to get to Ildichester. They followed a familiar path for some time, but then entered into unknown territory as their regular path was blocked. They discovered a goblin campsite along the way, signs of a large monster burrowing holes everywhere, and then came across an elder oblex, which they slayed using their wits, ferocity, and a giant flaming octopus. Now let's jump back into tonight's session. So you guys continue through the tunnel forward. You feel, Gary, that this tunnel takes a long curve back around, and you're heading back in the direction of the tunnel where you felt the presence of goblins hours ago. Mm. You're not sure where they're at now, though, because, well, it's been hours. Yeah. You travel for some time undisturbed, and uh, if you'd like to take a short rest now, as you've been traveling for a couple hours, uh, would you like to do so? I, I'm. Do you guys want to... I'm, I'm fine. Um, I'm also okay, but, like... It's up to everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind my some of my spell slots back, but uh, okay. if we need to move forward, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I could use I, a I could use a pee and a, and a drink and you know All right. a, a song. We'll take a short rest. Short, we'll rest, a short rest it is. All right, right on. So whatever the benefits you can gain from taking short rest, please do so now. As well, can we choose one person to keep watch during this short rest? I'll, I'll do, do it. That. Oh, oh okay. No, go no, ahead, Gary. No. <laughs> 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 I feel like they say it at the same time. Yeah, we always do that. Yep. Uh. <laughs> um, it, it's your. This is your 
under dark, Giriad, you'd probably be better suited. Okay. And then I, I Giriad just goes meh, okay. and then he just, like, watches and sits there. Actually, while we're watching for a second, Lena wants to ask one thing. Has, has she seen him writing? Um, not since you guys entered the Underdark, but I'm sure in your week-long journey to the mountain. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hey, Giriad, can I... Uh, She's like... And, and he... He, he almost seems startled, and then he puts away. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, and she has like her sketchbook out, and she's like, uh, "I'm just curious. Are you writing a story?" A story? No. Hmm. I am putting my feelings to paper. When I started my journey with you guys, oh. I recall Velvet saying, "I need to express myself more," so I am hmm. trying. Uh, are, you mean you're? Are you writing like a, a diary? Are you writing poems? And, and then Giriad kind of like scratches his head. It's not a diary. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's not a diary. No, no, no. I, I'm sorry. No, not, no. But that's... But it, it is a diary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, from someone who enjoys relaxing in their own ways, and she holds up her sketchbook, she's like, I think it's cool. Um, are, we al- like, are we alone? Is anyone listening to this conversation? Avery? Uh, I'm going to say it's private. So, how long have you known that you are the champion of um, Raktoltkash? Uh, she kind of like looks over at the others to make sure they're not listening and then looks back <laughs> to him and says, um, uh, well, uh, ever since the, the tomb, it's not been long. I, I didn't know what he wanted, but Gary, can I ask you to keep that to yourself? A dwarf's promise is a promise long lived. I will keep it safe. I I appreciate it. Thanks. I just I don't know how the others might take it, but yeah, I I do you want my opinion? Uh sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that everyone might treat you a little differently, but they will accept you for who you are. She kind of like sees like Lean or Leanne and like what she said to her in the back of her mind and she just kind of goes I hope so I hope so thanks mm. Gerard for being so cool about all this cool cool you know like cool. your writing is cool it's not a diary but it's cool <laughs> what is what what does the temperature have to do with anything um, <laughs> you know I heard Velvet say it once I think it's a good thing I think it's like um like you're you're just a good, it's, you're good, you're suave. I don't know. Velvet uses it sometimes. I don't know exactly what it means, but it just sounds promising. Suave. Suave, yeah. Thank you, Lena. No problem, I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to that writing. Not a diary. Uh, not, not a diary, no. <laughs> and then he starts to like write a little bit more. <laughs> As you begin to look down to your paper and you begin to write, Gyriad, you feel the ground beneath you start to shake and it becomes difficult to write. All of you feel in this moment the ground shaking in this small alcove that you're resting in. It lasts for about 13 seconds and it crescendos a little bit and then Mm -hmm. stops. Oh no. Let's keep moving. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Gyriad, what's your passive perception? Mm -hmm. 17. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, Gyriad. As you say, we should get moving. You look up, and after your conversation with Lena, you see 
40 feet in the darkness, a small pair of golden eyes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes see you lock eye contact, and it scurries away, and you hear... <laughs> um, I turn to the group, and I say... Goblins. Oh, oh good. Oh, no. Okay. Where, where did you see it? That way, let's kill them. And then I walk towards it. Oh, oh, oh goblins, we just want to play. We promise we won't kill you. <laughs> you confident assholes. <laughs> hey, 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 guys, 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 I got an idea. Oh, yeah. Do Blast. we want to, I'm surprised I'm saying this, but do we want to, like, lay a trap for them, lure them somewhere, and try and do some something all together once we got them surrounded? I that love that. seems like that. a very logical... I like that idea. I like the way you rational, think, Rational, rational idea. I can, mm-hmm. I can lure them in with my pretend person, and then, do, does anyone have anything that we might be able to, like, hit them in one spot, you know? Oh, yes. I do have something known as a hunting trap, also a spell that could entangle them. That could be good. Well, I just learned, uh, I just learned a new spell where I can, um, set them ablaze, and, uh... <laughs> yeah. I, I can light my axe on fire. Telepathically, oh Bree says, I have a spell that can create a um, circle of blades around them. Okay, and so here's... You guys are terrifying, darling. I, I, I will summon my little phantom self because I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this myself. That's ridiculous. And <laughs> yeah, I, I'll make some sort time. of beautiful music and I'll lure them all in because I'm going to play. And uh, like I said, they're always off tune. So they're all go- And we're going to come to this spot. Let's lay this trap in the middle of the room. Um, Bree, you can trap them in and Sai and Lena and Giri just light them all on fire. All right. I have an okay. oil. I have an o- a flask of oil. We could lay oh, it on. Oh, that's even better. Throw oil you know, on them and um, then sigh. Boom. They'll go yes. up like they'll go up like uh, marshmallows. Uh, if you have not had them, they're wonderful. They make them up north. Mm, delicious. Now, now Sai, you're not going to use that uh, new music that you were just playing, right? Because you know it's it's. Sai, not... you called me Sai. <laughs> did I just call you Sai? Yeah. You just called me Sai. Rick, yeah. No, 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 um, no. I I have the perfect thing for goblins. Uh, oh. and we sh- we're all gonna hide, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, do we do we all have, um, like how much time do we have, Avery? I don't know. Okay. I mean. Oh. As of Fair. right now, yeah, yeah you, I don't know. No, okay, just just because if, if 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 there's not rocky places to hide, Velvet was gonna volunteer to put makeup on everyone so they could blend into the walls of the cave. <laughs> oh my god! With my with my disguising kit. Wow. Um, you can certainly go ahead. Um, yeah. Okay. But when it comes oh. to time, I I can't say in comparison to. I think could some people just go invisible? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, well, well I'm gonna go invisible. Who wants to be Who wants to be dressed up as a rock? I went voop invisible. Okay, well not sigh. I'll just use my cape and hide in that dark corner over there. That's cool. Bree, you wanna do you wanna look like Hello. a rock? Um, Bree, Bree say no. Just nods her head and says yes. Okay. Oh good, okay. <laughs> Velvet claps his hands oh. and Velvet's gonna start doing makeup. Can I I gotta roll for that, Avery? I'll let you decide what you wanna roll. I would like to roll performance for this one. Okay, sounds great then. Okay. Uh that is thirty-eight. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I meant 27, not 38. <laughs> oh I was going to say, Christ. that's insane. No, that's 27. No, that's 27. I, I roll a 17 Holy and I have shit. plus 10 to performance. 
So I'm like, all right, Bree, hold back. I'm gonna make you the best looking rock. I think we're gonna make you a um, a sedimentary one. Ooh, right? Fancy. Nice. Bring it back to high school. (laughs) Telepathically, Bree just says, what is that? Oh, don't you worry. Well, you won't see, but they will. Well, actually they won't. Oh, this is so much fun. Okay, just hurry up, Velvet. Do fast. Bree, you look like a sedimentary rock right now. So if you blend into the wall, I feel like you just like chameleon yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's cool like PETA from the Hunger Games, yes, man. Like, once you get in your certain position, you can't even tell she's there. Okay, let's uh, nice. let's let's set where we're going to set the trap, and I assume there's just kind of like a middle of the room area? Yes. Avery? Okay, right here? Yeah, I'm thinking it's good, you know? Okay. Great, great real estate. Let's do it. Okay, uh, Velvet's going to use his uh, spell Misled, so I'm going to go invisible, and a uh, specter of me is going to want to appear. Perfect likeness. The trap is set. There's an oil puddle, I believe, in the middle of the room. Uh, Velvet's about to play some music. Now, since this is a trap, uh, I'm gonna need people to uh, prepare some actions um, uh, a response to setting off the trap. So uh, what are the parameters? What are the actions that are going to be taken? Well, I'm going invisible and readying a flame arrow shot. Okay. At the, um, at the oil place, yeah. At yeah. the oil, okay. Anybody I'm else? blending into the wall as a rock, and I'm going to get a firebolt ready to shoot at the oil patch. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Wait, Steph, weren't you doing a flame, like a blade The blades thing? to seal mm. them in? Mm-hmm. Or would the flame Cause be better? Because somebody, somebody's, or, well, no, Dyrian's setting it aflame. We have oh, lots okay, of flame. you know what? Ooh, I can do, yeah. You know what yeah. I can do? I can do I can, wind I can, wall. Can, ooh. Oh. Oh, to make like a, a, like a, a fire tornado around them, essentially. Yeah, a barrier. That's cool. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah. Do, you, do you want me to read off Windwall, or do you? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll be quick. Um, so you make a wall of strong wind. Uh, it goes up to fifty feet long, fifteen feet high, and one foot thick. You can change <laughs> the, the like you can customize it however you want, but those are the limits. Uh, when the wall appears, uh, the creatures have to make a strength saving throw, so athletics. And nice. a creature takes 3d8 bludgeoning damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. And, uh, All right. it, keeps, and it keeps everything in or outwards, and if it's flames, like, it'll fly up. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's, what I, that's what I'm doing, and I'm not going to be invisible for that, because screw it. So, yeah, I'm going to stand. So, who's, wait, who's doing the oil? It's already been, it's already been spilled. It's already there. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to be standing, so I'm, I'm invisible right now. And as soon as the um, the goblins go in the oil, I'm gonna reappear and do my action. The cast my my new spell. Um, Lena reminds okay. the group there's there's at least six of them. I think they said so. We should wait till as many as possible are are there. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, don't worry. I'm gonna bring all these bad boys here. My uh, music <laughs> brings all the goblins to the cave. I guess Lena's <laughs> gonna ready an action in case one of the goblins either exits. The wind mm-hmm. wall, or doesn't make it in to to rage and attack it. I guess. Okay. Can I yeah, do yeah. that? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Question: Is the oil how long? How how wide is the oil? Is it within fifteen feet? Is it fifteen feet wide? Yeah. I just have an oil flask, so I don't know how much that is. Oh, okay. Okay, it's really small. Gotcha. Yeah, well, I mean, a, a there's a lot problem. in it that I could probably spill in like a. Or as just much wait, of I'll say it's five. So okay. they get doused in it, because on the ground it's going to be less effective than on them, right? Right. So I thought like there was like a pool them. of oil. Okay. Anyway. No, I don't think I don't. You think get cast in large on the oil flask. <laughs> 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 would, you know what? Would grease be flammable? <gasps> grease would be so much better. Yeah. Grease would be yes, flammable. Yes, it would. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right. 
let's do that then. Sweet. <laughs> okay, so how big do you make this grease puddle? Okay, yeah, um, 15, like how big is the room? Uh, it's about 30 feet in diameter. Okay, let's just go. say the middle 15 feet. Perfect. Oh, wait, wait, no, you know what? Sorry, I gotta know my, I haven't used this in a while. I gotta know my, uh, know my spell here. It may not be able to be 15 feet. 10 foot feet, okay, so it's 10 foot square. Okay, 10 foot square in the middle of the room suddenly turns to this yep. slick black oil. Lena puts away her oil flask and goes, yep, that's mag magic's better. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right, All right take it away for your trap then. Wonderful. Velvet is going to cast his spell mislead. So he disappears and he's going to run over to the wall. He's getting the fuck out of there. He's not going to do anything else here. And I'm going to go into the mind of my specter, essentially, who's just me. And I'm going to pull out my lyre because it does say that I can make sounds and sing. Um, which yes. is really cool. So I'm going to try to lure them Avery with a, um, a, a dw I'm going to speak Dwarvish because I can speak Dwarvish. Mm. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm going to sing in Dwarvish and I'm going to whisper, hey, Gary, this one's for you, buddy. And as I mm. start to play, I'm going to try to uh, lure them in. And um, because I, uh, Velvet knows that all goblins sing slightly off key, his song is like, <laughs> it's just really, <laughs> he's trying to be bad on purpose to lure the goblins with their own shitty fucking music. Gyriot seems to be enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> and like the the like dwarven words that he's saying because he's not very good are just like oh goblins, hello mm -hmm. goblins, I like goblins, goblins, goblins. Oh my god, yeah, you guys can't see Brie because she's blended into the rocks, but she's like covering her ears right now. <laughs> do do I have to roll Avery to see how like much I could draw their attention with it? Yeah, roll performance for me, baby. Yes, please. That is a 21. Okay, so are you moving through the tunnels or are you staying in the He room? Yeah, his, his specter can move twice his range. So he's going to move around 60 feet, um, kind of I, I, doing like a massive loop in the room, um, trying to get the sound to echo through every crevasse that he can, trying to just make all the noise. Okay, so you make all the noise and you actually sing until the completion of your song. And... A creature begins to crawl up from the tunnel that you guys were supposed to continue heading down for the path ahead. You hear the pitter-patter of feet. And out of the tunnel, Velvet, you see a giant rat scurries up into the room and takes a look around, and it sees you. And it scurries up to you and looks at you. Oh, well, this is... How giant is it? Uh, it's actually the size of you. Oh, can I, I? I have talked to small animals, so I guess I can't talk to it, right? Uh, it is a small beast. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Um, so Velvet so Spectre, counts, because yeah. my, my consciousness <laughs> is literally in the Spectre, it, it takes a bonus action for me to switch out. So I can talk to it as if it were me. Cool. And okay. I, nice. I, it, I, I kind of speak in rat, and like, that's what, what everyone hears. But I'm, I'm really going, um... Hello, rat friend. We were kind of aiming for goblins. Hey. No goblins nearby here. <laughs> There's no goblins? I saw one run away, but just one. Oh, man, we made yeah. this... Do you have cheese? We, 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 we made this trap. Um, <laughs> we worked so hard. So did they. Oh, wait, oh. do they have a trap? And then he scurries away. 
Oh no. dear. Okay. Velvet, uh, his his specter disappears, and he literally walks out of the shadows and goes, "That's a cut, everybody." Okay, hold on. Pause. Pause. We have a problem. We have a problem. We set a trap, but they also set a trap. We're a bit of a uh, uh, what is a trap? Uh, um, uh, game of chicken right now. You know. <laughs> So whose trap's going to be sprung on who is the question. Now, I, I still like our trap idea. What if we can make them think that we sprung their trap, some of us, and we hightail it back here and get them all with our trap? Because our trap's still pretty cool. It would be That's a shame a to waste time. it. I like that. Do we know what their trap is? No. What if... the, the rat ran oh. away, but if I see the rat oh. again, I could ask him. <laughs> but um, we should just have our fastest people get in, set the, you know, see, see what's going on, and hightail it back the hell out of there, I back to this trap. I think mm -hmm. um, I think maybe the people who can go invisible can go in because Geary can shoot from a great distance and probably set off their trap. Okay, Geary, what if me and you go? Okay. Or, you know, what I could do is I could, I could turn myself into a rat and check out the trap. Yes, yeah, Sai, you can come <laughs> with us, but there's no point in, in us just, yeah, let's all, oh, so the three of us, and then, wait, does that just mean Lena here. and Bree, are you okay to stay here? Because Bree, we need you to hold them in. And mm, Lena, Bri, you... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bree, you can do your blade thing, and I'll just whack whoever's not in the trap. Darian says, I'm cool with staying behind. Oh, oh yeah, Darian, Darian. You can, so, yep, you can stay <laughs> here too, Darian. You're doing oh, great. Oh, you're, you're still here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally <laughs> forgot he was here. I know. Yes, that that happens all the people. time. I'm very quiet. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm so, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm very sorry, Darian. Okay, well, uh, if that's gonna be said, Velvet, like, does the, uh, his, like, nose is, like, moving really quickly as he slowly disappears. I cast a visibility on myself. Oh, I wish I could do that. Right on. And, uh, Sai, you're going with him as a rat, and Giriad, are you going invisible as well? Yes. Damn. Okay. So you guys begin traveling down the tunnel, headed forward, leaving the others behind. You travel for some time, heading on an incline upward a bit, and after about a thousand feet, Giriad, uh, you recognize immediately that the tunnel opens back up onto the main pathway that you're supposed to be walking down to continue heading toward the gate of Ildichester, and that the gate is actually pretty close. Mm -hmm. I, I relay that information, just plain old, like, hey, okay. the, the gate is close, basically. All right. well, and and Sai squeaks in, in response. Mm, that is good to know. <laughs> all right, well, let's, uh, all, all the more reason to pull him back. We, we can pull him back, get rid of him, and come through the door like heroes, even more than we are. Mm. Right? Let's do that. Imagine the press. The press. Yes, all the good press. <laughs> Anyways, forward, team invisible, let's go. Gary's learning so many new Slice words today. Yeah. It's a little rattly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Velvet's anachronisms are just probably way too much for Gary. <laughs> Gary writes them all down. <laughs> nice. In his diary? Yeah, in yeah. his diary. Yeah. In his journal, diary, whatever. <laughs> the three of you press forward further, and you don't run into any goblins, hobgoblins, goblinoids along the way until the tunnel opens up into a larger cavern and there in the distance in this large cavern you can see this magnificent dwarven gate there's this huge stone wall that was built into the walls of this cavern itself and they come across and form into this iron portcullis that's currently closed you see there's these two dwarven statues that stand about uh, 50 or 60 feet in front of the gate and uh, you see that this is the gate of Ilchester, and there's there's no goblins around. 
You also do see, though, that there are uh, a bunch of these 10-foot diameter holes in this room as well, uh, entering from the right side. Ooh. You um, say holes? Yep, the same ones you've been seeing this whole time, those 10-foot diameter holes. They're holes, on the okay. wall uh, to the right. Yeah, I said holes. Okay. Um, Velvet's going to take a rock, Avery, just some sort of spare rubble, and, like, throw it a... Uh, 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 across the ground so it slides across our path to see if it triggers anything since he uh he's walked on these things before huh yeah nothing gets triggered and uh, i also sent a picture to the group chat of this room uh if you want to take a look there to kind of get the scope of it so if you guys are looking at the picture here uh there are the two okay. stone statues uh, that are ahead there um the blue is a sort of uh walkway that you have to go down and it uh, goes into this sort of muddy thick mud terrain Beyond that, you see the portcullis gate. On the right and left sides of the statues, there are these uh, these spiked walls. It's all these wooden spikes that have been stuck into the ground to form this sort of hazardous barricade on either side. Uh, to the left, you see that there's this stone canopy with a ladder on, on the side of it uh, that stands about 12 feet high. And Gary, you know the stone canopy is where merchants and other travelers would often check in or drop off goods or uh, just meet with guards to discuss why they're traveling into Hildechester. Okay, can I just walk up there? Just walk towards it? Yeah, totally. Uh, you walk up, you go on top of the ladder, and you see that there's just an empty rooftop on top of this canopy here. Hmm. And is that strange? What's strange to Geared is the fact that nobody's here. Yeah, you that's what I mean. In, yeah, in all your lifetime, um, you've heard that the gate can be closed in emergency situations, but it's never happened in your lifetime. There's always guards here to meet people. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go back to the group and um, exclaim that, like, something is not right. You think? Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, hmm. So, but we, we know there are hobgoblins, or goblins, or goblin-esque things around, and we know that the door is... So we, uh, we can assume they haven't gotten through yet. Where the hell are they? I mean, we, we are trying to draw them towards our trap, so shouldn't we just raise hell? Let's just... Let's just get them out here. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then Giriad we'll Giri, uh, exclaims that goblins one-on-one -on -one are not dangerous, but in larger numbers... Their danger increases greatly. We got a whole trap and we're invisible. Avery, um, I just looking at the the rat stats and uh, he and rats have keen smell. So can I go around there and see if I can sniff out whether or not they're goblins? So you go to sniff, and I'm not even gonna have you roll because as soon as you take a whiff, this whole room smells like goblin, but it also smells like something else that you're not sure of but it smells really bad oh no <laughs> okay is it me but you're can can i like can i isolate it like can i kind of localize where it's coming from or is it just so diffuse it's all over the room all over the room mm. and would i know that um like if goblins had been here and left would it be that strong or is it clearer that they're still here too difficult to tell just by smell. Mm, okay. We have our trap. We have we we we, we got to pull them towards us. We, like mm -hmm. you said, Gary, they're dangerous in numbers. We can't change our strategy. The other two mm -hmm. are waiting, ready to go. We we have a job to do. It's to get goblins to follow us. 
very That's well. our job. So as a rat, I go up to them and I kind of like squeak, like, you know, kind of like a little warning and then... Uh, I can speak rat. I can speak small animal, so I can. Can you? Okay, perfect. Yes. Okay, so I explain what I smell. Hmm. All right. Good call. Um, Sai, you seem the most nimble. Maybe you should go in first. And because, uh, like I said, we we gotta draw him out. So I'm I'm, I'm Garrett. I, I think you and I gotta raise hell, buddy. Let's push around some boulders. Let's make them think that they trapped us. Very well. Yeah. Like let's go, idea. baby. Okay. So um, I will I will do as um, Velvet asks. Like, basically, like, uh, well, let's see. Is there any boulder? Yes, there is. Yeah, I see the boulder there. Boulder, yeah. yeah. It will take a lot of strength to push a 10-foot diameter boulder. You know what? You you might be right. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> you might be right. As you guys Touché. are standing there trying to create your, uh, your plan here, you feel the ground shake again beneath you. Just as intense as the last time, and it lasts about 13 seconds and then stops. Okay, Avery, I'm going to sacrifice a spell slot and do that again. The uh, the thing where I concentrate within six mile radius. You press your hands to the ground, and yes. you feel yes. there's a monstrosity within a mile underground. Oh no! And as well, you feel goblins are uh, pretty close in your vicinity, actually. So can Sai as a rat go inside, go through the difficult terrain, and go to that hole to see if he could sniff out what's in the hole? The hole that's in the ground there? Yes, next to the boulder. Yeah, uh, so you, you know there's two smells in this room. There's the goblinish smell, and then there's something it's that dumb. you can't determine. Right. The hole smells more like the thing you can't determine than the mm-hmm. goblins. All right, well, I think it's time to spring this fucking trap. I, 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 I think mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'm going to turn uninvisible, and I'm going to make all the noise that I can. I'm going to I'm gonna <clears throat> revive my beautiful goblin serenade. And uh, whatever I summon, it might not be just be goblins. Um, I hope both of you invisible people have my back. Well, you rat <laughs> form, Sai, and invisible Girion, because I'm going to run like hell back to our trap. Sound good? And I squeak in response, yes. Girion <laughs> goes, uh, yes. Okay, so uh, Velvet's going to stand in the middle of the room, Avery. Okay. And uh, so I, I guess oh. I see this difficult terrain here. So can I climb up on one of these statues? Absolutely. Yeah, so he's, he's going to climb up one of these statues, he's going to make himself uninvisible, and he's going to be like, <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, and orc and goblin kinds alike, for one night only, Velvet Smooth Chords! And he's going to start singing in Dwarvish again. Try to draw them in. So once again, you, as you perform your song, you make it the whole way through. You wait, and nothing happens. Are you it's fucking kidding me? The velvet yells out, "Oh my god! How are you supposed to set a fucking trap?" He he jumps down and walks in the main room. He yells in the hole, "Holy shit! <laughs> just do something!" <laughs> he's real, and I'm 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 just making as much noise as I can. He's frustrated, but he's gonna use this to his advantage. Just make all the noise he can. Okay, so you scream into this hole in the ground, and about two seconds after you begin to, as you finish yelling, you hear the ground rumble under you once more. Except oh. it doesn't stop. Yep, that's Except it. it gets louder. Uh-huh. Yep. Except it gets more aggressive. <laughs> yep. Okay. And Let's go. before you have the chance to move, Velvet, out of the hole erupts this giant purple worm. You've been making so much noise that you drew it to your location, and I need you guys to roll initiative for me.
D&D Legend of the Silver Flame. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Now, others in the other room, you certainly hear this explosion and all this happening. So I'm going to say it was like a thousand feet or more to get there. It's going to take four turns of combat to get there. Oh, my God. Oh, Velvet's not staying. I, I plan on running. So, yeah. I'm, I, are, are we not running back to the trap? Was this trap set for nothing? I, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, guess I really hearing, do. Yeah, hearing the noise, Bree's going to talk to say to Lena, I, I think they're in trouble. Should we go to them? <sighs> yep. Yeah, we should. Darian, you're coming. Um, you go ahead. Oh my god. At that point, we should have just casted you to come with us. Cause... Yeah, right? <laughs> Send him into the hole. Can I, uh, so, okay. can we dash? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with your dash, I'm going to say it's going to be four turns. Oh, four turns with dash? Okay, I assume cool. you're hightailing it there as quickly as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, yep. Velvet, Sai, and Gyrid, what are your initiative rules? 21. 12. Okay. 24. So, Gyrid, um, where are you on the map right now? So I rem- I was like near Velvet, you know what I mean? I, I uh, to be to be very honest with you, I know it's not favorable for me to be there, but I was okay. Velvet. Yeah. So I'll say you're ten feet away from Velvet, so just to the left of that big hole there, mm-hmm. you're about ten feet away from this giant purple worm. You're up first. What would you like to do? Okay, I'm going to move uh, thirty feet away from this thing. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And my climbing speed is equal to my walking speed as well, and same with my swimming. Um, I would like to get to higher ground. Can I do that? So the closest higher ground you can see is the boulder next to you. Other than that, it would be the statue on the right side. You can begin to climb that statue. Okay. So um, can I just do that? Like, whoop. I'm just going to go Yeah, absolutely. With, yeah. Um, with just movement, um, I'll say you get on top of the base of the statue. You still okay. have the actual statue that you could climb further. Okay, so I'm going to just stick there for a bit. I'm, as a bonus action, now this is my bonus action. I'm going to mark it. I feel like that's important, more important. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you and max damage I still have my 10 more fire arrows because I used two on that ooze. Perfect. And okay, nice. good to know. Good and to I'm know. going to shoot this motherfucker with sharpshooter. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Let's do it. Ah, nine for my first one, and I crit the next one. Nice. Nine misses. Uh, yeah. Crit, yeah. Uh, roll a percentage dice for me. Yeah, okay. 48. Okay, so just double your dice for me on that second one. So that would be 40 altogether. 40 damage, nice. And yeah. it takes all of it. As you, the first arrow reflects off of its natural armor, it's scaly back, but your second one sinks in and deals some fire damage as well. There we go, boom. Mm-hmm. All right, so you see these fi- one fire arrow sink into the purple worm. Velvet, you're standing five feet away from this thing. What would you like to do? Yeah, Velvet uh, throws a piece of uh, 
fluff out and he gets a giant goat and he's getting the fuck out of there. He's, yes. he, he'd never had any plans to stay here. So um, uh, he's going to. And, and I, I also don't know that the group is coming. So it's, I, I have to I have to role play it. His plans were to draw the worm out. So or, or whatever. Perfect. So he's, uh, he's just going to keep doing it. Yeah. So I, I roll the giant goat and he's going to hop on the goat. I, I know it's mm-hmm. I know it's going to probably take an attack against me, but um, he's uh, he's he's focused. He's in the zone. Goodbye, Mr. Worm. Let's go, go, uh, Rammy. Okay, so he goes to take an attack of opportunity, and I swear he actually crit on you. I'm s- <gasps> fuck. Okay. So you're gonna be taking, as it bites into you, thirty-six piercing damage. Yeah, that's fine. Velvet's hurt, but he's uh, he, he he's determined, and okay. he's like, choke on it, you fucker, as he, as he runs away bleeding. <laughs> And he didn't roll high enough on the percentage dice, so that's what happens there. Sweet. And okay. then after Velvet, we go down to Sai. Um, where are you in the room, Sai? Okay, so um, where, where, what did I last do? I came back. So wherever, um, I think I came back past the statue to tell Velvet before he went in to, to sing in the hole. Um, so I, I assume I'm by the statues? Sure, let's do it. Okay, so... Um, Sai has a, a better running speed than the rat does, so he's gonna um, get out of his, his <laughs> rat form. And can, <laughs> can I? Is it possible for me to fling a chromatic orb at this thing before I run? Absolutely, it's a gargantuan monstrosity. All right, so I flung a first level chromatic orb, and that is, oh yeah, that's a twelve. <laughs> Okay, so you fling a chromatic orb, and it sprays onto its back, but doesn't seem to do any damage to it as its natural armor protects it. And I'm running back. (laughs) Okay, you're running back. And after that, it's going to be the worm's turn. So it sees Velvet. You're running. Sai, you're running. It burrows back underground, and it's going to move 50 feet. Here we go. Let's see. Hope it likes fire. (laughs) As you're running, Sai... um, or rather velvet yeah. you're you end up right between those two statues it uh-huh. erupts on the right side of the statue on the right there so Gary, it erupts about 10 feet away from you right next to that spike wall that's where it ends up and then it's going to make against you Gary, with its 10 foot reach it's gonna make a tail singer attack and a 16 hit uh no actually my, my ac is 17 for future Perfect, thank you. So it goes and it goes to whip its tail at you, and you see that there's this poisonous sludge as it's whipping toward you. You duck out of the way, and it cuts the statue in half, turning it just into 10 feet tall now. And the top half of the statue collapses to the ground on top of you. Oh, on me? uh, Sorry, uh, onto the ground behind the statue there. You're good. (laughs) And Uh, after that, Garyd, you're up. What would you like to do? That's one round down. Avery, can I? I... How far can I go if I just ran? You know what I mean? It would be uh, probably right next to the hole there. Yeah, I think I'm going to go about there. And I'm going to shoot. Okay, it's going to take that attack of opportunity first. And 23 will hit. And you take 30 piercing damage. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. No problem. 24, Avery. Okay, that passes. So it tries to swallow you, but as it bites into you, you manage to release yourself and get out of its grip of its teeth. All right, so I get I get where I wanted, and I'm gonna say I'm like near near that hole you said, right? That's as far as I can yes, go. Yes, sir. Alrighty, I am going to now shoot you. With yeah, roll twice. 
Um, I have eight arrows now. Just one of them missed. Uh, okay. Uh, with sharpshooter. Oh, 10, so I missed that one. Okay. And t dirty 20. That'll definitely hit. 33 damage. Nice, okay, so one fire arrow sinks into it again, and you see about a five foot burning circle around where your arrows are sinking with their magical essence. Ah, very cool. Now, All right, and that's it, that's my turn. Now, Velvet, as you're riding on your goat, you know the hole that's uh, on the right side there, the lower one? Yes. You see, as you're riding, a bunch, a hobgoblin and six goblins all begin running out of there, and they're running in the same direction you are, away from this purple worm. <laughs> and you see that two of the goblins are actually riding giant bats, and they're flying above you as well, running away. That is so funny. Okay. That was going to try to speak to them. Excuse me! Oh. In, in common, the hobgoblin warlord says, Fuck, run, 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 run! <laughs> Sir, might I offer a proposition, Mr. Warlord? Fuck Velvet, off! And sir. he goes to punch you. Oh my god. Okay, well, that, was, that was rude. Velvet's gonna use Thunder Wave and knock him off his back. Yeah. Oh, nice! Okay, uh, dexterity saving throw, right? Yes, sir. Fuck, and... Oh shit, he failed. He got yes. so low. So, um, Thunder Wave is gonna take 2d8. Uh, so the, oh, 12. Nice. A 12, yeah, okay, 12 nice. damage. And, and it because, knocks him on his ass. Uh, yeah, because he, he failed, he gets knocked off because he flies. Uh, he gets a, I think it's ten <laughs> feet pushing force, so he gets knocked okay. off. Okay. Sure. So they meet you about at the mouth of the bottom of this of the uh, drawing here, and you push him ten feet closer to where the purple worm is, and he gets knocked prone. The rest of the goblins abandon him, and they keep running with you. And you hear, <laughs> as they're running, and the others are flying, saying, fucking go! Oh, well, they're screaming. As, as, after he knocked him over, Avery, he's actually going to stop, and, and he's going to um, rear, rear back and get Rami close and be like, you, sir, we have a job for you. <laughs> Okay, he's listening. You knocked him on his ass. Wonderful. <laughs> he goes, so listen, Mr. Goblin, sir. I know that you have this whole thing of being evil and killing us and we kill you. And he goes to cycle, you hear another like, smash behind you. Oh, don't worry. My, 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 my team is on it. I got the finest team on that. Um, we're going to enlist you in our service. And you, my friend, are going to help us get that worm. And once the worm is gone, then we, we'll, we'll have a talk. and We'll figure out what's going on with you. Deal? And if you don't, then I'm going to push you to the worm. Oh, roll persuasion for me. Okay. Persuasion's like my thing. 26. Okay. He, he nods at you, seeing the power that you possess from that thunder wave. And he whistles to his other goblins that are running. And they all stop as well. The bats turn around, floating in the air, flapping their wings. And he lets out uh, in goblin a command to them to turn around and fight this thing. And they listen because he is their leader. And they all begin running back into the fray to assist Geriot in his battle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. As, as, as like the bats are flying by, he's like, fly, fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he, he is going to then, um, I know that I can't move anymore, Avery, but I am going to still be going down the hallway because he figures that Lena <laughs> and Bree are either still there or are on their way. And he figures that he could at least help one of them with a boost on Rami. 
to hurry them back here. So he's going to kind of act as a taxi right now, sending people to fight for him. <laughs> right on. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So a, a small army of hobgoblins and goblins is amassed, and these flying bats. Yes. So after Ooh. you, Velvet, an initiative is one of the mounted bat goblins. So oh. he flies over, and he's going to take out his bow, flying around this purple worm. Gary, you look up, and you see a goblin flying on a giant bat. He takes a, a shot at the air uh, with his bow and arrow, but it flings off the top of the uh, of the uh, purple worm there, and he takes a position floating in the air, just about above you. Next after him, the hobgoblin runs in. He dashes through the rough terrain as fast as he can, and he gets about 20 feet away from where the purple worm is. He still has to get around that little curve to get up to where you are next to that hole. After him, the other mounted goblin flies by, and he's going to take a shot at him too. And this one just misses as well as he shoots into the mouth of this thing, and it just chomps on the arrow. After him, one of the uh, goblins on the ground runs up, following his leader, dashing as quick as he can, and comes to the same position he's in, in the difficult terrain. After him, Sai, you're up. You just saw this whole interaction, and the hobgoblins are running back. What do you want to do? Am I 60 feet away from the purple worm? You are more than 60 feet away. Can I get... Can I run back? And so get I'm... within 60? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm going to do that because um, Kim is an idiot. Um, <laughs> no, I realized that uh, I had another spell prepared that I should have used the first time on this thing. And so uh, in character, what I'm going to do is Sai kind of, you know, does one of these, like digs his heels in because he realizes <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just recently learned a spell. And he turns around, he runs back however far he needs to do to get within 60 feet. And he, um, and unfortunately, this is going to ruin our, our trap plan, but he uh, I think that's long gone. Yeah, that's long gone. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and he, he kind of reaches his hand back and he thrusts it forward and he points at the worm and a thin green ray springs from my finger and I'm going to cast Disintegrate. Whoa! And what that means is that the purple worm has to do a dexterity saving throw. Oh no, it, it rolled negative one. Are you kidding me? Oh my it's god, this is terrible. terrible. Oh my god. So, kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. Yes, okay, so, um, so I, I, I cast this disintegrate spell, and a creature that nice. is targeted, on a failed save, the target takes a 10d6 plus 40 force damage. Oh, wow. And that total would be 81 force damage. Oh, <laughs> oh my fuck? god. Oh okay, God. so you point and you feel the energy coursing at your fingertip and you let go this disintegration ray. It flies through the room with this whirring screeching of pure energy wrapped around it and blasts into the side of this purple worm. And Geary, you see a chunk of it uh, fly off of it and slop onto the ground next to you. And this thing is still standing. <gasps> it looks pissed and it looks in your direction, Sai. Oh no, oh no. That ain't good. And no that's going to be your turn since you took movement and an action. Yep. So, the other shock goblin, you hear him as he runs by. You say, holy fuck, as he <laughs> saw that move. And he's going to do the same thing as uh, his other buddies. He's going to dash in as fast as he can, getting ready to just make his attacks against this fucking thing. After him is going to be... The two other goblins are ranged goblins. So what they do is they both run and jump up on top of the statue on the left and the right. And they're both going to be 
taking attacks against this thing with their bows, and both of them roll really terribly. They're still getting acquainted with what's going on, and their arrows just fly miserably in either direction around the worm. After then, it's the worm's turn. So he looks around. He got that big blast from you, Sai. You mm -hmm. moved in toward him. He's going to burrow towards you. So, Giriad, take an attack of opportunity yep, against him, please. I was please. Just about to say, yes, 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 yes. 24. Okay, yeah, roll some damage. All right, um, but my flame arrows still apply here. Hell yeah. So, 1, 5, And... Yeah, okay. So, plus my uh, markings, I'm still marked on, on him. Yep. So, 18. Okay, nice. As he goes to burrow back into the ground, you let an arrow fly and it sinks into his flesh. As he quickly... <sighs> and you hear the ground rumbling, feel it coming toward you, side, and he bursts 10 feet away from you, and he's going to be taking two attacks against you. <gasps> one bite attack for a 26, and then the tail... Uh, let me switch the order of those. The tail stinger attack for 27, and a bite attack for 26. So first, side. You take 17 piercing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Okay. That is a constitution. That's, that's, a, that's a 10. <laughs> okay, so you feel the intense poison from this gargantuan creature seep into your chest and quickly course through your veins, and you take another 37 poison damage. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. And then it goes to bite you. And okay, it rolled it rolled really bad on this. It you're gonna be taking 19 piercing damage. And then I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, oh my no. god. Oh my god. Oh no. Damn. Well, side. that's good because I got I got a crit. Oh okay. Uh, roll a percentage dice for me for that crit. Oh yeah. Uh, that is a twelve. Okay, so you it goes, it latches onto you with its teeth. It tries to suck you into its mouth, but you just manage to slip your foot through a gap in its huge fangs, and then it releases you and lurches back. After him, we go, that's two rounds down. Two to go for the others. Giriad, you're back up. You're right next to that hole. It just, uh, the same hole. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep moving away. I feel like that's the smart thing to do. Keep moving um, farther. So you know what? I think I can climb through that window, right? Uh, it stretches to the ceiling, which is about oh another God. 50 to 60 feet. Never, so you can get mind. there if you dash. Nah. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to climb next to uh, that wall. Is that possible? Like the, next to the yes. window? Yeah. That, that's. Uh, yeah. Uh, so one move will get you about halfway up the wall. You find a ledge on the dwarven stonework. Awesome. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick there. I'm going to turn around. And I'm gonna shoot at this thing. All right, let's do it. Sharp, Sharp shooter. shooter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I crit. Nice. Okay. And I rolled 19 this time for the next one, so 25. Fuck yeah. Uh, so roll a percentage dice for me. Yes, sir. 55. Okay. So just double your dice on the first one, and then roll damage for the second one. Okie dokie, artichoke. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah. So 71. Okay, so you sink uh, two arrows into this thing. The first one blasts it almost uh, as aggressively as the disintegrate ray as it takes a huge ball of fire that explodes off of its back. And then the second one sinks just as aggressively as well. And this thing is not looking good. It looks like it's on its last, well, it doesn't have legs, but it's on its last <laughs> legs here. It, it has like two giant chunks that have been blown out of it. And uh, that brings us to Velvet. Velvet, what would you like to do? All right, so um, definitely... Uh, 
his lion followed Lena and Bree, he would have 100% it w- w- wouldn't have stayed back. Absolutely. So um, I'm hoping that Velvet can reach them, because I, I, with the uh, with his ram taking a dash action and, and, and moving, I hope that he can reach the, the, the others. Because um, my ram has a move that I haven't really been using. Um, so I, I, I want to reach Lena and Bree as we kind of meet halfway. Um, do I do that? Yeah, I'll say uh, at the end of your dash, you finally come into contact with them. Awesome. All right. Hi, everyone. So, yeah, big worm, crazy shit. <laughs> we kind of need you. Uh, Velvet pulls out a, another feather, his third feather of the day, and he throws it down. It turns into a brown bear. And he <laughs> says, Bree, get on, uh, Lucy. She'll take care of you. Lena, I think the bear is going to sustain you. And uh, let's let's fucking go. You got to get over there. On delay now. <laughs> Lena's like already raging if she can while she's on the ground. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So that's yeah. my way of trying to get them yes. there earlier, Avery. I'm, okay. I'm trying to have my animals run. I, I know that I, I'm probably I probably can't run as because he already did his dash, but the other two, I'm hoping, maybe get them there. No, yeah, uh, you cut it down by one round, so by the end of this round, they will be there. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So he goes, yes. all right, babies, take care of my friends. Be gone, go. <laughs> <laughs> we can go back to Darien. So we, we, have, we have a ram, a lion, and a brown bear all running in parallel, I feel like. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So after that, turning back to uh, the action going on in the other room, the first mounted goblin flying on a bat takes another arrow shot. It deflects off of the armor. The second one takes an arrow shot, and he actually manages to hit. And he does four damage to the purple worm, and that doesn't bring it down just yet. So after that, the hobgoblin, he (laughs) runs as far as he can back and he pulls out a javelin and he's gonna toss a javelin at this thing. And he hits it for four damage. Oh my God, this thing has literally one hit point left. For four (laughs) damage as he sinks a javelin into this thing. After the hobgoblin, it's uh, one of the shock goblins. They pull out a javelin. They're going to be doing the same thing, throwing a javelin, following their leader. And oh, he misses miserably. The then it's Sai again. Sai, you're you're standing right in front of this purple worm. He looks like shit. What do you want to do? Sai, hit it with your staff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has Poke one hit yeah. point. No, just boop it. <laughs> you could technically punch it. Pun- literally punch it. Yeah. How damage. sick would that be? Okay. That's one, that's one damage. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Is it? That's one okay. Damage. Then exactly. I will do that. I will just. Pull back my fist and just go boom. Okay, roll the hit. It's gonna be plus your strength modifier. <laughs> All right, so that is a uh, nineteen. Oh my god! Okay, so you reel back, you punch as hard as you can into the scaly, slimy skin of this purple worm. And in this moment, the purple worm, he's moving around, he's like, he feels this punch to his side, and he just stops moving for a sec. He tilts his head down to you, sigh. And then immediately, all of his muscles just relax, give way as he collapses unconscious. And he collapses in a circle around you. And you're just (laughs) caught about five feet in the center of his gargantuan body. And you punched a purple worm to death. Holy shit. A wizard punched a purple worm to death. (laughs) Holy (laughs) fuck. It's armor class is 18. So I mean, like the chances are slim. That was a really stupid move on my part, wasn't it? That was epic. Are you kidding me? 
Drums so besides just jumping up and down like yes. Oh yes. my yes. god. That was awesome. <laughs> and the others, you finally enter the room. You see Sai climbing on top of the body of this purple worm, ten feet up. All the hobgoblins and goblins center around you, and the hobgoblin stares at you, Sai, standing on top of this purple worm, and he drops his scimitar, collapses to one knee, and just bows his head in utter respect for your tenacity ferociousness and lack of fear looking into the face of this purple worm tossing aside your strengths and just really just using all like a fucking fist like he's he's mind blown his mind is melted all of them and the others they take a knee as well and they just they are in awe of you Sai <laughs> I'm resisting like a, a dune thing right but <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I kind of look, and first I'm sort of like, w- w- oh, yeah, okay, that's right. Bow before the Worm King. <laughs> and they do, they, they grovel hardcore. They're like raising their arms and putting them down. They're like, the Worm King. The and I kind of look at everybody, King. I'm just kind of like, yeah. Sai, you got worshippers. That's awesome. <laughs> Lita like puts away her great axe and like comes out of a rage that she didn't even use. And she's like, what did we, what, what, what happened? <laughs> she's like staring at Sai on top of a purple worm. <laughs> look what I did, guys. This, and the Hobgoblin speaks up. This warrior who has slain the demon that destroyed our camp is our god. Oh my. Wow. That's right. And he's, he's kind of like making muscles and stuff. Sai, <laughs> I don't know how shitty you look right now, but like you are like covered in poison. Yeah, you have yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a little, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, to do this, but I'm yeah. not looking real Bree, good. Bree looks at all of them and she says, Is everyone okay? And she's going to uh, cast Mass Cure Wounds. <sighs> and that is going to heal anyone in the group who needs it for 19 hit points. Nice. Oh. Nice. Thank you, Bree. <laughs> Lena sadly goes up to the purple worm that she didn't even get to fight, and she just like, can I take his one of its like scales? Does it have scales? You know what? Because you didn't get to fight it, no. <gasps> Lena's like, uh. Avery, can I walk into this thing? Yes, you can. <gasps> All right. So, uh, what do I see in there? Give me, give me, give me what I see in that. Okay, so you see quite a few skeletons. Um, You're avoiding patches of acid and stomach bile. And because this thing eats rock all the fucking time, you notice a decent pile of precious gems scattered throughout the purple worm. Rubies, sapphires, emeralds, gold, a lot of gold. Um, I take like a small like bag that I have on me and I collect it full of gems. And I walk out (laughs) and I throw it in the middle of the group. And I go here. <gasps> oh, oh my! Oh, wow! wow. <laughs> oh, however, however many I can, I can like give Avery. There we go. Um, Fifteen hundred gold worth of of uh, gems. Holy shit! I'm gonna take two of the emeralds and clasp them to either side of my cape. So where they were buttons, oh. there are now two shiny oh. emeralds holding up my cane. Nice! I love that. It's great. Pretty good, right? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll take a couple of rubies. Um, Bree Bree looks at Lena and says, "Choose what you want, and I'll oh. take whatever's left." I mean, I don't really. I mean, I'll just take a few gold 
pieces for like food and stuff, I guess. And she just picks up like some. She's like, I don't really have any use for how much? How much money, Avery, would that be that we take? Yeah, yeah. Are we splitting it up uh, five ways? Yeah, let's just divide it down the center. So, so okay. I said fifteen hundred, three hundred, three hundred, yeah. Each okay. of cool. rubies okay. and Makes gems. Sense. Hey, that's good. Nice. <laughs> I have no use for it, so I'm just gonna be like, nah. If he did, if if he does that, the velvet's hand will like kind of quietly slide into frame and just like take his gold and slide it off. The okay, velvet gets double the rupees. And yes. Breeze <laughs> is just gonna take a sapphire if they have one. So he's gonna take a a, a scale. A scale? You can take a scale because you slain this. Delina uh, looks like so mad that she fight, that she missed the entire fight. In fact, oh. it's the very scale that you punched and loosened from the first. It has like his like imprint in it. Yes, his fist. I was just about to say your fist oh imprint. The knuckles of your hand that are in amazing. the scale. I love it. I love it. Sai, you should wear that with pride. I will. And he kind of opens up his robe and he, he opens up his little secret pocket and inside and sticks it in there and closes it up again. The hobgoblin approaches the group and says, We planned on ambushing you and killing you and eating you. And we are sorry. We will go our separate way. I walk right up to the hobgoblin and I go, Where are my people? Through gate. We never go there. They kill us on sight. Mm. Huh. And then I leave. <laughs> uh, Gary, should we go in? Yes. Okay. After you. Uh, I can't believe I'm doing this, but uh, thank you for your help with the worm. Yeah, thanks, man. It goes through the gate. We will change our ways and be better. Yeah, m maybe don't eat eat people, and also, man, really like. Get get some music lessons. Your people, you just sing. It's just slightly off pitch, and it's just unbearable. So um, we will anyways. survive only on cave moss, and I shall start goblin choir. I think that is a wonderful idea. You're going places, my friend. What's your name? Ikshvish. Hey, well, you know what, Ikshvish, you have a lovely that that is a name only a mother could love. See you later, Ikshvish, and he runs away. Come, goblin warriors. We no longer fight. We sing. Actually, and Avery, they... I, I do have a oh. tuning fork, so Velvet leaves the tuning fork with them. There you go. You can find oh. the perfect day. And he gives him his That's tuning perfect. fork. The hobgoblin says, thank you for gift, and begins picking his teeth with it as he turns and walks oh, away. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, and he, he rides on Lucy into... Oh, by the way, Iris and... Uh, oh, my God, Iris. Lena and Bree, you still have those animals that are going to be following you, because I told them to just follow you through the day if you want to keep Lena's riding Lena's not riding it, but she's, I'm assuming the brown bear is, like, walking beside her. And she kind of turns yeah. to science. Science says, uh, hey, good job, warm king. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Well, you know, we could have used your help, and, uh, you know, I know you would have taken him down if, I, you know, if we hadn't done all of this. I'm sure you would have been the, the killing blow. No, 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 no. You've, uh, it was, I wish I could have seen it. It looked impressive. Oh, that's all right. Hmm. So how, how are you doing? You, you look a little down. Me? me? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Just, um, no, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm good. Just you know, concerned about Geary seeing his family. Geary, yeah. you you okay? 
Oh, Agirian has walked. Uh, how far have I? Could I have walked? Avery? Oh God, he's already gone. Um, <laughs> the furthest you could have walked is to the portcullis because it is completely closed. So uh. I've just been staring at that. And for you, Giriad, uh, you see dwarves on the other side. You guys follow the path, finally catching up with Giriad, who has been standing still, staring at a group of dwarves on the other side of the portcullis. Giriad, you see the dwarves here are not like the dwarves you remember leaving behind. They uh, have black paint over their bodies and various war symbols and symbols of uh, battle, as well as they wear certain pieces of armor that are uh, made of iron and bronze, and they seem kind of mechanical in ways. Some of them are wearing uh, eyeglasses that seem to uh, telescope forward and back. Some of them are wearing brass knuckles that elongate their fingers and give them nails, and they seem to be wearing robotic parts in a way these um these constructs of armor and they look to you geared and in dwarven they they say we heard we heard the noise who who is entering into ildichester i am geared <laughs> okay instantly would you drop that name the entire group of uh seven dwarves here they <gasps> and they're sh- after their moment of shock they Say, Giriad, we, we, we thought you were dead. I am alive. <laughs> <laughs> Giriad, your, your father. And they turn to each other for a moment with sad looks, and they say, "You he must know Giriad." You... And they are shocked at that. Their eyes just widen, and they're silent for about a few seconds until they catch themselves and compose themselves, and they say. Much has happened since you left, Giriad. And a voice pops up from the back, one of the dwarves, and he says, We must bring her to the Artificer. We must bring her to the Artificer. Giriad, Ildichester is in chaos. We must bring you all to the Artificer. I am allowed back into the city limits. Yes. But... There's much you must catch up on, please. And they begin operating the portcullis, the mechanisms, and lifting the portcullis for you guys as its immense weight is slowly lifted off the ground and you're granted entry into the outer perimeter of Ildichester. Oh my god. Okay, so I walk through and I look at everybody and I um, let out like a nice little sigh and I walk forward. And they're as uh, people a few words as you are. You're perhaps less than some dwarves, but they just immediately begin walking, leading you the way. They bring your group further along this path beyond the gate. Along the way, you see the walls and ceiling become and floor become dwarven architecture once again. Signs that you're getting closer and closer to the capital of Ildichester. They bring you into this great entrance hall, this impressively large stone hall, big enough to fit an army of dwarves. And to your surprise, Giriad, you see that there are tens and maybe even hundreds of makeshift homes, tents, and living quarters have been set up all throughout the hall. As they lead you through this settlement, you pass by blacksmiths working quickly to forge weapons, throwing them into a large pile behind them. You you see there's an infirmary of dwarves tending to many other injured dwarves who seem to have been injured from some sort of battle. You see an area, an open area, where dwarven soldiers are training men, women, and even children how to fight, going through the basic combat techniques. And finally, you're brought into a large tent. 
inside it. You see there's this large workshop with all sorts of metal and machinery. There are these deactivated constructs placed throughout the room. And basically what a construct is, it is an object that is brought to life through magic. So it's kind of like a robot, but um, Sai, your tiny servant for it, for example, mm. is a construct. Gotcha. The, one of the dwarves, uh, the other six stay outside. One of the dwarves leads you through the piles of machinery and gizmos and metal until you come into a small clearing where you see a dwarf casting magic at a workbench with their back to you. Green light swirls around the iron mechanical parts and you see them begin to bind together until an iron hound is formed with glowing green eyes and it sits on the table and rolls over and the dwarf pats its belly and says, good boy. Now, the dwarf that led you in says, Lakara, we have someone here for you. You see the dwarf turns and is wearing a silver welder's mask with dark black glass covering their face. They turn and they go to move, but stop, dead in their tracks. And the dwarf drops their tools to the ground and just stares at you, Geriot, for a moment. I stare back, like just <laughs> staring at them, yeah. After, after about a few seconds, they remove their mask and Geriot, you see your mother staring back at you. Mother, I dropped my bow. Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. 
For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.